Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 30, which starts with Steppenwolf reaching for that mother box while being weighed down by a whole group of Amazons. And then the minutes are going to end with Queen Hippolyta ordering the Amazon gatekeepers to seal that cage. Uh, This has got more of that iconic moment of the Amazons just being badasses as they um, try to stop Steppenwolf from grabbing that mother box. Uh, But the one thing that I, I think we all, we all watch it, but we don't really like talk about it. And this is why we're doing the minute by minute podcast is uh, Queen Hippolyta has her own lasso. Do do they all have their own lasso? I, I think Vanilia uses a lasso later to grab a mother box, and it seems like that's just something that they all have, right? Like they all have like their own. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm assuming they're all, uh, you know, lasso slash uh, bullwhip trained or something of the nature. Um, but not everyone has a lasso uh, imbued with the power of Hephaestus. Imbued yeah. is that a word? Yeah. I, I think I, I say it a lot, so that's probably... Yeah, well, made by Hephaestus, but imbued by Hestia. There we go. Yeah. Uh, all all magical items are created by Hephaestus, but when they are, you know, like the lasso of Hestia or the the boots of Hermes, like, mm-hmm. yes, they're all made by Hephaestus and then imbued yeah. with the... I wonder if he has permission when he makes those things. Can I tell you something? So, like, with it, keeping with this whole idea of just, like, magical items... Do you remember in the episode, the TV movie of the Fairly Odd Parents and the, the Magical Muffin, how Timmy got all of those like mythical creature items, Santa's uh, bag, like Easter Bunny gas eggs, like all these really cool things where it's like, yeah, they're magical items, yo. You remember that? I do not. Oh my God, it was so cool. <laughs> no. He no, got like a jetpack and everything like from the Tooth Fairy and Jerry Seinfeld was the April Fool's. <laughs> The only thing I think about is like uh, the uh, the Guardians of the U- Universe. What was that? What was that movie where it was like uh, Al- Alec Baldwin was Santa Claus and he had like the Russian tat. He was like a Russian Santa Claus and he had tattoos and he had Jack the- Frost and live pitch. action. No, it was a DreamWorks animated movie. I have Anyways, no idea. It was a team up of 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 holiday characters, and so you had Hugh Jackman playing the Easter Bunny. And uh, perfect casting on that one. It, I mean, come hey, on, pat on it, the back. It was, it was. Is that like in the whole hoodwinked realm or something? I don't know what hoodwinked. Oh, no, no. Well, uh, over the hedge. It's the over the hedge universe. Well, I mean, it's DreamWorks, so yeah. It's like but, they're all, uh, they all exist in Shrek, right? But it was one of those movies that you kind of watch and you go, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was kind of pretty entertaining. Um, but it was a little weird at the time because you had like this. Alec Baldwin was playing the Santa Claus that was completely tattooed, like full sleeves. It was a bonkers movie. Anyways, go watch it. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe um, we got Billy to play that role, huh? The, the <laughs> bad boy of the Baldwins. Um, but yeah, Queen of Politza has her own lasso to grab that mother box. And uh, again, it's just one of those cathartic moments where it's like, yeah, Stephen Wolf's not getting that mother box because Queen of Politza is a complete badass. And, uh, that's pretty much this entire minute. Um, it seems like every day that we talk about a specific minute 
of this movie, and this is a four-hour movie, it seems like every individual minute has at least one, at least one iconic moment from this movie. And it's weird seeing it minute by minute and going like, oh, there's that iconic moment. And it's every day. It's every day, bro. It's every day. We're, we're eating good on gifts, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every day I have to make a gift for each episode and I'm like, oh yeah, this is that iconic moment. And it's amazing that it's every single minute. And it's not just like a minute where we're just like, oh yeah, that's, you know, this happens. Because um, even last week with the Wonder Woman in the old Bailey, it was like day one was the lasso of, of the uh, black clad beta. And then the second day was like her deflecting bullets. And then, you know, in the last day was her talking to the, the school student. It was just like, Oh yeah. All these iconic moments that are just so impactful. Um, and obviously this part was Steppenwolf, um, getting that mother box snatched from him, um, uh, by Queen Hippolyta. But, in this minute, there's there's so many of those uh, iconic moments. At least for me, it is. Um, was there anything that you wanted to talk about that you found interesting, Nate? Yeah, there's a lot, um, especially in this minute. Um, the thing that I want to say, and we'll get there when we get there. Oh, I'll no, wait a couple you minutes. can skip to it now. No, 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 no. So <laughs> the thing that makes this minute iconic uh, in my mind, yeah, there's two things that make it iconic. The second one being a personal favorite of mine. The first being a shot from the uh, the, the 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 convention trailer. Um, I believe it was the convention trailer of Hippolyta actually doing. Or no, it was it was the whole pictures that came out. There were stills of Hippolyta like dodging these uh, these 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 parademon shots um, as she turned around with the sword. I remember seeing that, and I remember seeing that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just like okay, this is supposed to be a really big, badass moment for Hippolyta, I guess. Yeah. We're not wrong. It is. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, I think, I think, the whole wall running up and, and, and taking the mother box and, and just all of this right here of, of the queen actually doing the, the, the true work. I mean, she is grabbing the mother box and herself taking it out and running. She didn't order anybody to do it. She didn't tell, you know, her, her right hand or she didn't tell one of her sisters to go and, and, and get it and get the job done. It's like, no, I'm, this is my job. I am tasked with protecting this. This is my uh, element. I'm mm-hmm. going to protect it, you know, to the best of my ability with my life. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely iconic. I, I do think that the most, the biggest icon is the shot from the trailer that we saw. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the more I think about it, it's uh, obviously there will always be, you know, it's easy to say, well, yeah, this is the director of 300. Of course, he's doing this. But even more so, it's like it's it would have to be Zack Snyder who says, I of course, I'm the one who directed 300. I, I I've created the bar myself. The bar has been set like we haven't seen a 300 style movie since 300 um well i didn't i didn't see the the second one what was that oh one? yeah i didn't uh, I, I didn't see the second one 301 sorry, <laughs> sorry eva green 301 yeah, yeah exactly um but uh yeah it, it would be like yeah if i if i'm gonna have 300 amazons i i gotta do that i gotta set the bar again i i can't do anything less so i have to have queen hippolyta 
just going off the rails. Yeah. And of, and of course, that's, you know, that's why this all got, got cut out because it's not Wonder Woman doing it. But what True, were you going to say? But much like, I was going to say, much like King Leonidas actually doing the, the deed, taking his helmet off and running towards God King Xerxes to stab him, um, it's kind of, it kind of fits in that same, same idea of this, this leader, this, this royal figure. Yeah. Um, you know, leader of this grand army that is actually going to do the work, um, risking their lives uh, in order to protect the world and then their rest of, you know, their army and everything. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I was singing 301. They just got like one extra guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, well, who was it? Michael they got Fassbender? the whole roster. Yeah, they got the whole roster. <laughs> or, or was it Faramir from... Uh... I think it was Faramir. He Faramir was one telling. Was, the, yeah, yeah, he was like, "Well, we got everybody back, but then we got the one other guy." Yeah, the one who he's came back. So it. now it's now it's three hundred one. Yeah, um, so good. But uh, yeah, it, it, and it does. Yeah, it ha- Queen Apollo has to be like that Grand Jedi Master who's like, "Nah, I'm I'm here, so you got to deal with me." Like she's a pretty big deal. It's not like most royalty. And that's what made the Spartans so great is that is that their king, their leader, would be on the battlefield first and foremost, like lead by example. It's not like a, any other king or queen who's like, "Please defend me as I try to escape." Um, she didn't want to. She, she didn't want to leave. It was by the by the request of Epiphany that please, they told you to steal the cage. You must do it. And mm-hmm. then she's just like, "You know what? You're right. I have to do it." Um, but before we get to Epiony, uh, the one thing that I thought was interesting was when Queen Hippolyta does take that mother box from Steppenwolf, he looks directly at her. He's very angry, but then he grabs one of the Amazons like head. Mm-hmm. And for like the very first time I saw this, I was like, oh, okay, he's going to crush this poor girl's head. And it's going to be graphic and stuff like that because it's a rated R movie. Uh, but surprisingly, he doesn't. In fact, he just throws her into the air. She hits a parademon. She falls down and that's it. She might be dead. She might not be. But what I think is important is that this subverts our expectation because a lot of us have this expectation that Zack Snyder is this dark and gritty director. And, you know, the rated R thing just means that Zack Snyder can be as... Uh, grotesque and gory as possible because he doesn't understand comic book characters and yada 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 whatever your false criticism is but I think this is important because and this that's a thing that I'm saying not only to people who don't like Zack Snyder but people who think that they do love Zack Snyder um, because there's a lot of people who are also fans of that misconception that Zack Snyder is this rated R comic book director and he's really not i mean sure the the ratings are are because he doesn't want to be tied down by an mpaa rating but i think he's never been that guy he's never like sure he has a few characters that die and stuff like that and he can kill jimmy olsen off but he doesn't do it just out of like i don't know catharsis. like he doesn't i, just, I understand what you're saying yeah. we didn't see like um, like Namek, like crush anybody, you know, pure did Kryptonian crush person. But we didn't see like blood splatter. And yeah, stuff we did like see that. blood splatter. Are you kidding? Yeah, in the plane, in the fighter jet. Oh yeah, we did see that. He, did, he grabbed that guy. Was, <laughs> but oh, you know, man. Oh man, he did. <laughs> but it's not like, and that's a bad guy. And sure, that was you know, again, that's that is what that is. But I think 
it's important that Zach isn't always this like uh, grotesque person. Um, I think it fits when it fits thematically. And when I say that, I'm saying like, if someone were to explode in Watchmen, it makes sense in the context of an Alan Moore book being like, yes, well, that's that's what Alan Moore kind of was envisioning. Well, he exploded into a Rorschach in ink blot test yeah. so it's like okay i get it and also um, the american military ordered dr manhattan to blow up a bunch of Viet Cong people because they're communists it's stupid shit like that politically that is the is the basis of of the politics of that book and so that's why zach center saying yeah i want to do that i want to show that that side of superheroes but in this justice league movie sure it's rated r but he's not gonna like turn Steppenwolf into Homelander and be like, oh yeah, look at how comedic we can be when we decide to dismember bodies just for the sake of uh, a shock value, shock violence and shock gore and stuff like that. Um, He's not that kind of guy. I think he does things very tastefully and knows when things are okay to be grotesque because that's just the mind of a horror director to when it's timely and tasteful. But yeah, this is one of those moments where it's like, oh, I'm very glad that this was not that moment. Um, so I think it's very important. Um, but yeah, let's go over to Epiani. She does get shot um, uh, while Queen Apollos is, is busy dealing with some parademons. Um, she's played by Eleanor Matsura. She, you, people might know her as um, she was in Walking Dead. Um, I know for a few seasons. Let me find her name real quick. Um, she played... Who did she play in that one? Yumiko. Yumiko was uh, in Walking Dead. She was in it for about three seasons, I think. And then she was also in Wonder Woman, the first one, in the 2017 version. So if you watch that again, you'll see Pioneers there as well. And there's something that I really enjoy about um, Epione, like who she is in relation to Queen Hippolyta. And then when we see Yuboa, played by Samantha Wynn, um, What's really interesting is is Queen Hippolyta knows Epione like as a close um, royal guard, senator, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. like very close to her personal company. So she knows Epione. Now, when Euboa shows up and is in trouble, this is the first time I'm looking at Euboa going, well, maybe she was just, maybe I know her because it's Samantha Wynn or Samantha Joe, however people know her. But Yuboa here in this moment strikes me as like, well, maybe Yuboa is just a, a random infantry person that I never gave, or maybe I gave too much credit for. Maybe Yuboa is just a... I like, don't think that that concept exists with Amazon warriors. I, and that is because they mostly do all have names. You give names to someone, they're not just random infantry cannon fodder. And to begin with, like, Amazon warriors are not just random infantry people. I mean, it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around seeing these Amazons and not actually feeling a connection to every single one of them. I mean, I've spent so much time in their home. I've spent so much time with their lore and in comic book lore and all these things where when I think about Amazon warriors, it's like, I bet they have a name and I bet that name is related to whatever, be it a, you know, named after a God or, or what have you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say the same about Atlanteans. So Atlanteans, yeah, toss them in random infantry. But with Amazons, I I can't wrap my brain around just like like putting that face label in a on name. Them. Yes. Yeah. And and there's moments where Hippolyta does call people by name, and she does actually look like a caring leader. Where in my mind, like that, it doesn't exist to her. She knows everybody. She has to. They're all her daughters. They're all her sisters. Like it's it's just. They have been together make for, sense for, for thousands of years, so they yeah, would know and each that. and every one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There's all those things. I am yeah. not. I never got that feeling of random warrior um, when we were looking at Yuboa, um, both in 2017 and in this one. I mean, even in 2017, she had the fantastic whole horse ride thing, which mm-hmm. you still get to see. But uh, even in that moment, seeing that movie, I was like, oh, she's totally. I wonder if she has a name. I wonder who that is. Yeah. You know? yeah to, uh, to me, I was always like, oh, I know who she is because I, I know who Samantha Joe is or Samantha Wynn is. So I'm always like, oh, that's Ubo. I know of her now and stuff like that. And uh, oh, by the way, she has a lasso as well. I noticed when she was uh, being helped. Yeah, she uses it. Uh, no, does, she grabs no, the other one. Vanilia uses it. Yeah. Vanilia uses her lasso. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Yuboa, uh, played by, when we say Samantha Joes, because most people know her as Samantha Joe, I think she was recently, uh, she recently got married, so her surname changed, um, I believe, unless she just changed her name recently. But um, she was always a stunt double for a lot of Zack Snyder films, including Man of Steel and Sucker Punch. And she, that's in Man of Steel, that's where she played Carvex, where we talked about her a lot in Man of Steel. And because she was the stunt double for Anya Chow, so she also had to wear like that actual physical Krypton armor. Yeah, yeah Krypt- uh, Kryptonian armor. And then uh, she was also in uh, Steel, Steam, and Iron, I, I think that movie was called. Um, it was like this old, oh, Snow, Steam, Iron, that's what it was called, um, which was like a short film. I believe in between Dawn of Justice and Justice League or the iPhone. Yeah, film? Zack Snyder filmed. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, he filmed like this whole short film just on iPhone, and it's, it stars her in it um, as the main protagonist, and it was called Snow Steam Iron. It's actually really cool. I definitely recommend people check it out. I'm pretty sure you can just find it on YouTube. Um, but now she's playing a prominent character in Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which is uh, Chambers. This is her character's name, and so. For the first time ever, she's going to be like uh, one of the main cast members, which is going to be really cool to see. And that's kind of why I love Zack Snyder being able to shoot the movies that he shoots and uh, really not caring about what he can and can't do. He just wants to go out there and film all these cool different stories that he has that he wants to tell. And his cast and crew, for most most of it, is just his own friends and family that he works with all the time. So it's very easy for him to be like, yeah, I already have a casting crew. It's the same casting crew I've been working with. Um, so that's why... Hire you know, your friends, baby. Yeah. Samantha is playing Chambers, and then Richard uh, Cetron is playing uh, Zeus. I think that character's name is in Army of the Dead. So just just really cool stuff. And hey, if you got Dave Bautista in your movie, even better. It just It's just amazing... Um, that Zack Snyder's just able to be like, yeah, I'm shooting a movie and come on, everybody, let's go, let's go shoot this movie together. And, um, I really love that energy. I think that's fantastic. I agree. Uh, um, but yeah, this, uh, 
this uh, um, parademon that attacks Uboa, again, these parademons are no joke. They uh, they don't miss, <laughs> for lack of a better term. They do not miss. And one thing that I thought was cool is the parademon that is attacking Uboa was going after Queen Hippolyta when she orders for them to start getting the hammers ready that you can see this parademon starting like coming after her but then you see Uboa silhouette like fighting the parademon so it's almost like Uboa like is saving Queen Hippolyta in that moment while she's telling giving out orders and stuff because they're trying to get this mother box from her um and even when Queen Hippolyta finally agrees to Hippione that she will leave and and seal the cage as soon as she takes off there's like a parademon blaster bolt that hits like right where she was Mm -hmm. and it's like if she would have stayed any longer she would have gotten uh like seriously injured or killed and it's just one of those things where i it it creates a sense of urgency in the scene and i just really love it i think it's really it really does this parademon that i'm noticing uh doesn't have wings yeah it doesn't have wings i wonder if that was just like a uh yeah, we can't this animate types. the wings. That's too big. Like it's just you're blocking everything. I don't know. I don't know how that 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 type of blocking works. Um, and hey, maybe this parademon just doesn't have wings. Maybe he's just a non-flying parademon. Maybe they have different types. I know there are different types in the nightmare sequence. You have yes, like, but that's a different question, and we got to save that honestly because I've had that question for weeks now. Like, are there different parademons? No, I know that there are different parademons. It's just the difference in who is being transformed into a parademon or what is being transformed into a parademon like why are the nightmare parademons all more insect-like are those humans is that an earth parademon or is that from another planet oh so similar to like a xenomorph having different anatomy based on who it who who it uh uh uh, incubates or yeah that's a really who, cool concept who it becomes that a host into that whole series. yeah that was really cool hey go soup go watch covenant i cool movie. <laughs> i really like so the reason that queen hippolyta like does that whole wall run flip thing to mm-hmm. kill that parademon is because that parademon like was posted on that wall so like was he like blocking her in a sense like he oh, just, if you run past me i'm going to shoot you he just had that position the whole time. And so I think she was like, I have to get this man down from here. Because mm-hmm. like in the position he's in, he could have easily killed a piney. Now I know a piney gets shot by another parademon. And that's just how dangerous the situation is. There's just blaster fire coming from everywhere. But she's like, I need to run up this wall and get this parademon down from here. And because a lot of she, these parademons don't have wings. Yeah, I don't. That's what I was bringing up because I was looking at this parademon not have wings unless the wings are are the armor now like it's folded down and it looks like um a backplate now i know what you, i know i've, I've man let's let's roll with that because that's probably the explanation like yeah like maybe it has like armored wings because when you look at it you're like oh no that's not wings that's armor and yeah. then you'd be like wait maybe they are wings and mm-hmm. they're just consolidated in some weird way knowing Uh, Zack snyder and his love for armor and all that stuff i would probably put money on that those are still wings they're just folded down and put away yeah and it has become armor that's Mm -hmm. a cool concept yeah um 
but yeah, it, it, I think it's a really cool strategy because she has to run up that wall. And because she does, then it's like, oh, well, I'm, a, I'm out of position. I have to drop down now. And then she's like, checkmate, I got gotcha. you. I just drop down now and just stab you. It's such okay. a good, good choreography. And um, it's pretty good. Do you think you could run up a wall? If it's cracked like that, yeah, I think that's like is she putting her foot in the in the crevice and yeah, oh yeah, she totally is. She's using it as as steps, and I think that's great because she has the Amazon like those boots. I think those boots are probably like designed to help like uh, almost like bouldering shoes, where it's like you're able to just like or rock climbing shoes, you're just able to like get your footing into those crevices Mm -hmm. and then like propel yourself up enough to just like. I mean, she doesn't have to run up the wall that much. She just has to drop back down and stab this parademon. So, yeah, this is really cool stuff. Still holding the sword backwards. So, does she do it? Even like here, she's constantly has that sword backwards, which is a really cool fighting style. I I don't know why they went with that. I'm curious to know. Someone had to. Someone had to do it. Like someone had to 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 mention it. Be like. She should hold the sword backwards. I think it's a defensive situation. I think it. I think it really is, and or like a way of better movement. Um, and maybe it's a royal thing. Maybe it's because she's the queen. She is fighting like that. She fights different than the other ones, and I don't know. She's better. Yeah, I'm also looking at a Pioneer's bow, uh, bow that she's using because I, I really do like the design of that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really cool. A lot of wind in this in this building as well. Um, it's a it's a whole wind tunnel with the it's a whole wind tunnel top, with right? a bunch of with a bunch of parademons flying around in it, a yeah. bunch of blaster fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the shot that Epiney gets, I love drama shots like these where it's like this warrior has to like take this hit and still be able to to like react to it. It's it, it has a you know that that casualty of war type uh, yeah. shot. Where she just looks at like, yeah, I've been shot like straight through the heart. Like this sucks. Like, but she still has like that courage to keep going and that strength. Um, there's something I really love about that. It's really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I there's something just again. There's there's no Justice League in this minute, none whatsoever, and yet it's still just one of the coolest things. Just one of the coolest bits of this movie. That and it's about to get cooler. Um, <sighs> so I'll tag good. on to that. One of my favorite audio clips is in this minute. And it is Connie Nielsen screaming, ready the hammers. Ready the hammers, yeah. <laughs> it's the accent. It's the slow motion. It's just like the lead up to all of it. Yeah. Um, I just think it's it's so cool. The, the The idea that this cage does have all these slabs that are just supported by these giant trees and you're just knocking them down. It's just so cool. I mean, the Amazons know what they were doing when they were building this cage. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's the other thing. It's like, they, they had the fail safe design too. everything designed by the, by the Amazons mm-hmm. to perfection, just in case like something like this happened. Yeah, so in case that, anybody goes in there, we can't let them leave. So let's make a bunch of slab walls as to get past. I don't know. 
again, like so many doors. Bring up, bring up the quote again from Dawn of Justice: "Ignorance is not the same as innocence." They had everything thought out of, you know, and so they truly are innocent. When spoiler alert, Steppenwolf still survives this whole cage falling down. It's like, well, they did everything. They even took out the entire cliffside just to secure this mother box, and so. It is one of the things when you look at the Atlanteans and the humans where it's like they did <laughs> the bare minimum. 100%. Like, Let's bury it. Yeah. And the Atlanteans okay, are just like, well, we're guarding this box. We really don't know what it does, uh, but we're going to protect it. And if I Steppenwolf, guess we can build a temple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and if Steppenwolf shows up and gets it, well, uh, let's hope for the best. And then men was just like, we totally forgot what this thing was. It's like, how could you forget? How would you let that slip by you? It was such a big it. deal. Um, so, yeah. And and let it fall into the hands of the Nazis, you know? Just stuff like that. So, um, but that's that's all I have for this one. We'll get into more of this this cage being sealed on, on Monday's Minute. So, unless you got anything, Nate, I'll go ahead and wrap up the show for today. So, if you guys enjoyed everything, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. You can find us. What did I say? I messed up. And we'll catch you guys. And we'll catch you guys on Monday for minute number 31 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.